feeling? I do. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Got that feeling. <laughs> feeling like it's time for the dude, man. <laughs> oh, you got that right. It's Sunday, and it's time to rock, man. Sundays are always the best. <laughs> That's right. Dude. How's Nothing it going, man? How's the Pretty Chicago, good. man? Oh, dude, mayoral race heating up. Oh, really? Is Lori getting nervous? Uh, I don't know if you looked into it, but um, man, it's getting close. So close. There's talk that the white man might win. Get out of town. I, fuck, Frank, I swear to God. <laughs> no, man, no he, way. She, she, Garcia out. Willie Wilson out. Wow. It's like her and this white guy are like neck and neck. It's almost like forty percent. Seems like uh, the identity woke politics maybe isn't working so great anymore. Yeah, people are just like, oh, this guy has a plan, and he actually has a history of doing, <laughs> of doing things, <laughs> not just dancing in the street. Oh, that's one of my favorite videos lately. Uh, Lori, uh, tribal dancing to some drum rhythm and beats. Uh, <laughs> That's all she does is go around Wrigleyville. <laughs> Where she's loved, right, man? Yeah. When does this vote happen? I'm really not up to date on the Chicago local politics. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's so typical of Chicago. How do you rig an election? Put it on a day nobody knows. Is... When, is the, when is the day? <laughs> the fourth lunar Thursday. <laughs> Of every, of every, you know, of every second malignity. I don't know. Nobody fucking knows. It just seems so off season. Like I can't believe you guys are doing this mayor mayoral race, and Lori is maybe universally one of the most disliked mayors in the country. Oh, dude! And the worst part is there's going to be a the initial election, and then if nobody hits fifty percent, then I guess there's a runoff. Like we're not going to know till September. Oh, of course. Okay. Like, what the fuck, dude? Obviously, this shit is so corrupt. <laughs> That's perfect. So you can uh, have yourself a nice little summer of love there in Chicago <laughs> and then come out on the other end with all the violence, right, and do another election. I don't know. I don't even know what's going on. I'm pretty sure Chicago, violence-wise, really explodes during the summertime. Isn't that when you get all the street gangs shutting down all the intersections and oh you know. dude yeah we had that polar vortex only one person died so far this weekend <laughs> see it's amazing <laughs> you need extreme weather to stop the extreme crime that's what it takes fourth of july you get 20 no, the whole weekend the whole three days you'll get a you'll get a good 40 40 uh deaths or just you know yeah. shots shots fired off no i think that's 40 deaths <laughs> I guess so, man. Well, it is uh, Black History Month, Mike, and I do intend to celebrate it all month long. We are the Dude Man Podcast. We're there for all people, right? And all sides of the race coin there. Uh, You sent me something that really blew my mind. Didn't know what to think of it or make of it. I've gone over this clip a few times. I'm still not sure what to think of it, but we're going to do it because I love it. We're talking Black Men Flower Project. Floor's John Caleb Pendleton is helping black men bloom one arrangement at a time. Most black men don't receive flowers until they can't smell them. He's partnering with the Black Men Flower Project to give black men their flowers. (laughs) I know how important it is. Absolutely. (laughs) Like that is not a black man, white man thing. No, no. Most straight men do not receive flowers. Yeah, I never. Regardless of race, religion, size. Straight men don't receive flowers. Not usual. Um, I don't typically white. get flowers from anybody. I grow flowers, which I enjoy to do in my own garden. I see the angle here sort of maybe not really. We'll continue down this path, though. This is a funky one for sure. This is what the black men on the south side of Chicago need? Yeah, they need flowers, man. That's the problem, huh? <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> You've solved racism. You saw it as a, yeah. The worst part is, I know this is just an audio show, so I have to describe it. During this whole interview, he's going to slowly build this bouquet, which, I, I, as a straight man who knows nothing about flowers or bouquet, I can't believe how ugly this thing is. <laughs> you know, it's... I'd be so insulted. 
I'd be like, a- fine, dude, as a gay man, you should at least have better taste than this. Is he a, uh, a you know, a, a homosexual male, a, a man who has sex with other men, if you will? I'm assuming. I wasn't I'm too assuming sure. he has the monkeypox vaccine, considering <laughs> okay. he lives in a big city and he's handing out flower <laughs> bouquets to other men. I was I was having a hard time figuring out the angle first. So now that maybe we got a gay angle here, I, so we're doing gay black angle. I could kind of figure this out now. He's got to be gay. There's got to be a gay thing, right? I don't know what's happening here. I really don't. But we're gonna continue down this uh, weird and wild path. Let's do it. The black man sees me and encourages me. Encouragement that the Black Men Flower Project founder, Robert Washington Vons, desperately needed years ago. I have my own mental health journey, and the things that helped me kind of progress through that were was nature, art, and community. And that's how the project spawned. plants in your house, uh, it boosts your self-esteem. While living in Ohio, the Chicago native tested out the idea on a friend. I thought I would start with somebody that I thought would be like the most receptive to it, and he was just like very weird about it first, and... <laughs> Slowly Another gay man, very I accepting. That's part of the battle, breaking down the emotional barriers that oftentimes exist <laughs> between men. <laughs> Stop right there. <laughs> what if you're that guy and you're not gay? Like, how gay do you feel in that moment? Where you're like, oh, dude. Well, first I have some questions. Is this guy coming on <laughs> to me? Do I politely say thanks but no thanks? I'm a heterosexual male. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you hand me a, bit, a bouquet of flowers. First question, what's the catch? That's right. Right? Absolutely. And then second, is this like a prize or something? Because if it is, <laughs> what, what's the money? You know? What number are we talking? And you can't turn around and give these to your woman. She's going to ask where you got them. It's going to be awkward. Well, another... Oh, so ugly. Do you want to hand that to your... Oh. Another guy gave these to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, babe. Happy Valentine's Day. No, no, don't worry. It was a fellow black guy. It was okay. No, no homo. No homo. No, no. At least I think. Oh, now that I'm not. Now that I <laughs> he might be. It. Half homo? <laughs> we'll go half homo. We'll do a half here. Half homo. <laughs> half and half. I don't know what to make of this story, dude. All I know is it's definitely all about uh, black history. I do want to change our perception of the flowers. Like, they're for you, they're for me, you know, they're for all of us. Wow. There we go. This Black History Month, the Black Men Flower is. Project Hey-o. is launching mm. in Chicago. Black men can nominate other black men to receive a free flower arrangement. This is for you, sir. Oh, yeah, that's why I sent this clip to you. How great of a prank is that? I wish I was a black man just so I could send my friends bouquets. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. You could totally set someone up real good with this one. Then I want you to give this to Tyrone. He's going to be standing on the corner of 35th and Ashland. He's waiting to buy some weed, actually. He's going to love it. Just just get out of the car and hand it to him. He's going to love it. Make sure you give him a hug, get a picture. This is really bizarre stuff. You know what it is. They're just, it's already February 4th. They're out of Black History Month stories. They've already run out, and the tire Nichols thing didn't pan out. They're just out of gas. They got nothing, man. This is like the end of Shark Week. Yeah. You guys ran out of fucking shark videos. That's right. They already played the big shark race with Mike Tyson or whatever it is, and so now it's just like they're just showing crap. You jumped the Tyson. <laughs> Just, let's do the flower project guy. I don't know. We got nothing else, man. I feel like that's where we're at with uh, this. Wow. Yeah, Black History Month is over. You just can't do a whole month, so they obviously have to save some of the good stuff for the end of the month, right? The George Floyd tributes and all the others say their names and what have you. And I'm sure there's going to be some beatings mm-hmm. down the line or cop killings yeah, later this month. Yeah, man. Like, they got to save uh, the goods. Can't blow your load too early. Never forget Tyre Nichols. <laughs> yeah, they're forgetting. <clears throat> Except they did finally get one white cop, I saw. And Did you see that? Well, they haven't indicted him yet. No. But come on. Well, in all, did you see the headlines? White cop indicted. You know, oh, yeah. Taken in. They got to start with white cop. They're just, oh, thank God we got a whitey in here. Finally. <laughs> Oh my god, this is looking real bad. Now we can make it about race. (laughs) That's right. 
this tiny white street cop was controlling these five giant fucking SWAT team guys. That's right. Get that crump fella and Al Sharpton back on the plane. Bring him back, baby. It's game on. <laughs> he literally saw. He saw Crump's plane do a U-turn <laughs> in the air. He almost spilled a drink on his gators. <laughs> God, Benjamin Crump. What a genius, dude. Oh, yeah, man. He's making a fortune off of just race baiting. It's incredible. Off of just, just like, somebody, get, somebody gets killed by the police. He goes, puts his hand on the shoulder of the mother. That's he right. makes a sad face, looks down. <laughs> it talks about how it's an injustice on all black men. Uh, it's uh, genius. You know, it's what's really kind of interesting about the, the tire nickel situation and the media making a big deal of senseless violence and murder and all this stuff. There was an interesting story that kind of quickly swept through the news cycle this weekend that I paid particular attention to because as someone who's frequently driving through the downtown area here in Denver, where we have an outrageous amount of bike lanes for cyclists and bicycle enthusiasts of the sort, yeah, yeah. my God, it is so easy to nearly hit these people. Every single day. I mean, you know what kills me the most about those? We give up, we give up a lane of traffic for this fucking bike lane. Yes. How full is this bike lane right now when it's a polar vortex negative eight <laughs> degrees? Zero people in that fucking lane. In the meantime, it's taking me an hour and a half to get home. And so, these, thanks. These bicyclists, they act like they own the road or they're better than you because they're saving the environment. They're fucking heroes. They're on their bike, right? They're, ugh, I can't stand yeah. the cyclists, all right? They cut people off. They don't follow the right traffic laws as the cars do. They're dangerous, uh, quite honestly. And so when I heard the story that a guy got into an altercation with a bicyclist, I, uh, I was intrigued, Mike. To the doctor, struck by a car. Police say he was then attacked. He did not survive. That emergency room doctor riding his bike on the Pacific Coast Highway, struck by a driver. Police say the driver then got out of the car and stabbed the doctor. Bystanders <laughs> taking the attacker down. Here's our chief national correspondent. <laughs> okay, that's a little crazy. That's a little that, too, that's road rage. A little too far. <laughs> yes. A little too far. Can, can we be in the middle? I have a theory. I think he was listening to that jazz station I was listening to, and uh, <laughs> the beat poet came on, and it just drove the guy insane. Um, so wow, he hit him with the car, and then he got out of the car. And stabbed him? To death. That's right. See, that's what, you know, you never know what kind of day the guy had. Yeah, just, that's right. Who, the, the cyclist or the dude in the car? Yeah, both. That's why <laughs> you should just try to just mind your P's and Q's, you know? I would say just at all times try to refrain from stabbing someone. If we could, as a society, avoid the stabbing, we maybe could get along a little more peacefully. Here's the, the biggest problem. So, have you ever been, like, in a boating community and you're out on, like, uh, on the ocean or, like, you're out in, you know, in the Gulf or a uh, lake? I've it's, been in those scenarios, yeah. Absolutely. So, it's so peaceful, right? And there's just, like, a certain etiquette. You know what I mean? Sure. And I think, I think the biggest difference is when you're on the water... Hey, the bigger vessel's got the right of way. Oh, so right. you're on your yeah. little jet ski or whatever. Dude, you hit that big boat, it's on you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? Sure, yeah, man. Absolutely. I think we need to start doing that on land. Ooh, I dig it. Listen, I'm in my big van. If, if, if you run into me while I'm turning right because you're on your fucking bicycle zip-zapping through this fucking lane, that's on you. Totally agree. And... What I couldn't get over at first was, why isn't this bigger news, man? Why didn't this really just rock the mainstream? Oh, it's white on white. You tell. Are you sure about that, my man? Tonight, an ER doctor is dead after police in California say a motorist slammed into him and then got out of his car and stabbed him. 
According to the Orange County Sheriff's Department, around 3 p.m. Wednesday, this white car broadsided Dr. Michael Mamone as he was on his bike at a crosswalk on the much-touristed Pacific Coast Highway. At that point, the suspect drove around the victim, exited his vehicle, uh, went back to the victim, and continued to assault the victim. A criminal complaint alleging the car's driver, Van Roy Smith, then attacked... Van Roy Smith. <laughs> Whoa. Uh... You wondering why this didn't really hit the mainstream? Why didn't uh, Hoda and Kelly talk about it on the Today Show the next day, right? Wasn't this uh, a big deal? Oh, well, you know, it's funny, Mike. The Tyre Nichols situation was a black-on-black uh, -black crime, and now all of a sudden we have a one uh, Roy Smith coming out of his car <laughs> to stab a doctor after he hit him with his car. <laughs> Mike, this is not a great along start. The, along <laughs> the Pacific Coast Highway. Mike. This, from an optics perspective, this is not a great start to Black History Month. I'm not going to lie. We just, this isn't a good go. Good call. So, good call. <laughs> stabbing the doctor on the freeway to death? Not a good look. Not a good look. Mamone <laughs> with a knife. Bystanders stepping in to detain Smith. But Mamone, an emergency medicine specialist, you know what? dying. Call in the guy with the flowers. Where's that f with the flowers? Let's just. It's flower time, baby. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. You'll need to send those flowers to uh, Holding Block C, I believe, is uh, where these go. Hospital. Tonight, Providence Mission Hospital, where Mamone worked, saying they are grieving over the loss of an incredible physician and friend. David, that suspect has been arrested. He's been charged with murder and the use of a deadly weapon. Now, authorities say they know of no connection between these two men and sure no, Roy no was motive a for this crime. Now, Smith has pleaded not guilty. Not guilty. Bail has been set. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! I like this guy. <laughs> we'll never hear about this story again. That's the best part. It's going to disappear. I hope forever. he represents himself. I really <laughs> hope he represents himself. That's going to be great for Twitter. <laughs> oh my God, man. This is so insane. And no, we can't talk about it. We're not going to, not going to make this story anything. I'm sure Roy was on his way to singing in the church choir. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Actually, this, this, this crazy nobody good for nothing. Was he surgeon in the ER? <laughs> What's he ever done for society? <laughs> Actually, Roy was just coming back, uh, Mr. Smith. He was coming back from taking photographs at the park. Uh, the he's park. an avid, avid <laughs> photographer, actually, Mike. Down in South Central. I like to go <laughs> photograph the birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're going to bury this one. Uh, it's terrible, man. That poor doctor. What a horrifying scenario, man. Plus, you get hit, you're, like, injured, you think this guy's coming out to see if you're all right, check on you, just start stabbing you to death. <laughs> stabbing the shit out of you? Plus, you're so a doctor, so you're like, oh, that's my kidney. That's my lung. <laughs> Fuck. You know you're dying you're as You're, like, trying to save yourself as he's stabbing you? <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, you knew, you knew you're dying. And then the worst part is you're the doctor, everybody around you, you're an ER doctor, everybody around you is just a dumb moron. <laughs> yes. Watching you die. <laughs> like, you know what to do to save your life, but none of them do. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, man. Crazy fucking world we're living in, man. But, hey, it's the way it is, I guess. <laughs> this guy had to be, it was probably drugs. Don't ride your bike. I'm going to chalk it up to the vaccine for everything else. Uh, I think the guy's just experiencing frontal lobe malfunction, and he just had a spout of ultra-aggressive rage, and he just took it out on somebody. What kind of car was he driving? I can't remember. They described it as white, to throw off everybody listening to the story. Uh, Did you catch that? No, I didn't. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yeah, you, poor, guy, poor doctor. Poor man. doctor. And Mike, you think things are bad in Chicago. Well, at least I guess that's not going on, right? 
You guys have the old-fashioned just drive-by shootings. Well, we know how to keep it in certain areas. <laughs> That's right. No one's riding their bike on the south side. No. Well, actually, nobody's <laughs> coming on the north side either, man. They just announced we hit more than 33% uh, vacancy on the, Gold Co- on the Gold Mile or whatever. Gold Coast, whatever they call really? it. Really? Mich- wow. Michigan Avenue. <clears throat> yeah. That's pretty wild stuff. Are they... Um... Opening any new stores there? I know pretty much the trend was for a while just the boarded up storefronts and everything was closing down. No yeah, reversing. No reversing of the trend, huh? They said in 2018, or somebody said it at the uh, one of the debates that when Lori Lightfoot took took office, it was less than three percent vacancy. That's pretty wild. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit of a shift. <clears throat> That's quite a bit. A little bit of a shift in the wrong direction. So, (laughs) here in Colorado, I noticed... This 420, they're bringing back for the first time uh, in a while the downtown 420 fest, and no <clears throat> yeah, the uh, they're um, sectioning off the whole area. I was taking a look at the map. They're gonna have vendors and bars, a stage for live music. All these food trucks are gonna be lined up in the area, and they were asking, you know, the cops and you know the head of Denver police, and they said that. They were, just like in previous years, back in the day, they're not going to issue any citations uh, for anyone partaking in festivities within the uh, confines of, of, the, nice. of, of the festival. <clears throat> and I, I was reading this thinking, <clears throat> the weed industry has taken an epic dive this past year. Uh, the industry is just tanking. They need this. Colorado needs this. Denver needs it. It's a great excuse to bring in a little business, have some uh, maybe mini tourism, if you will. Uh, people, let's say, in places where they can't openly uh, partake in those kind of uh, festivities can come here and do it for a day. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's smart. It's about time. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's about time. When I was here, I was able to participate in the Boulder 420 Festival that they had, which was an absolute blast. Just thousands and thousands of people smoking weed and it was just a wild party then they shut it down and would spray like <clears throat> fish guts all over the grass you know <laughs> so people wouldn't hang out there and they made this whole deal out of it and all it did really was just completely end all the money that would come into the town for that weekend yeah that's 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 your bread and butter you just ruined Why the would you shit on it <laughs> exactly it was the, it was yeah. really retarded so Clearly. It's going to be hard to bring it back because, that, it, like, people have found other places now. Everybody's got legalized weed. Yeah, too little, too late, but <clears throat> I do think... You should uh, see what's going on in Chicago with the weed, dude. Holy shit, I'm literally, I'm, I'm about to just quit. I think I have, actually, once this runs out. Oh, you're just done smoking the, the dope, huh? Dude, they jacked up the prices so high. Right now, wax, a gram of wax is going from $80 to $120 a gram. That is a lot of money for some wax. <laughs> wow. I'll just ship you some from, from Colorado. It's to the point where it would be cheaper for me to just fly to Colorado once a month, pick up a bunch, whatever the limit is, and fly back. <laughs> That's right. Dude. You know? Absolutely. It's insane. That's insane. Ace of weed, I forgot what it was, but it was like $80 or something. $80 to $100. That's pretty insane. I get my stuff from a place where uh, it's about, they got a running deal currently. You can do uh, an eighth for 20 bucks. Wow. Uh, An ounce is of 100, and then you can go to the uh, little higher shelf, and uh, an ounce there is 120. Wow, that's beautiful. It's fantastic. Yeah. Good weed, man. They know what they're doing there. That's how it should be. And it's tough to find good weed these days. They overregulated the market and taxed everything to the point where the little guy can't survive. And the shit that you have to test your weed for now, 
it's not even worth it. <clears throat> You're going to be shut down or fined at some point. That's how like stingy these tests are. Almost impossible to pass. Why would you come to Colorado to start a, any kind of grow or do anything of the sort when you could probably go to another market in another state and have far less regulations and rules and pay less money to do so? Yeah. So I would do something in like Florida or, uh, you know, Nevada, I believe, is a huge tax-free uh, environment, if I'm not mistaken. I've never been there. <laughs> You've never been to Nevada? No. Nah. Mike, you got to get on it, man. It's where the parties are happening. Yeah. It's Vegas. Nevada. Vegas, man. Yeah, I've never been to Vegas. Never been to Vegas? Nope. The- <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's too bad. You'll have to get out there some point. I got to go there to see Blue Man Group. Yeah, dude. They're there and in New York. Did you look this up finally? No, but I'm taking your word on it. You're right about most things. (laughs) Well, this is the year that uh, if you may be quitting, I think I'm going to be growing, actually. I've been looking into uh, setting up a little zone and maybe posting up a teeny little greenhouse. Set myself up a little atmosphere where I could uh, keep something going year round. That's not a bad. You know, I might just swap out a couple of Nona's tomato plants. Oh yeah, throw a couple weed plants in there. Hell yeah, man. Hmm. That's the way to do it. Yeah, not a bad idea. How many can you grow over there? You know, I forgot. At this point, I I think more than I need. Yeah. I feel like I would only need what, a few plants. One plant grown right. That's, <laughs> that's right, man. Whole year. I would like to just grow a two to four to have a little variety and just keep them kind of stout, you know, so I don't get too much action. Yeah. Kind of control it a little bit. But, Can't uh, control nature, Frank. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right, Mike. It's like trying to control the wind, and if... It's impossible to do, especially if you're trying to fly um, one of your uh, spy balloons, which was all over the news. <laughs> you know it. I know it. Distraction City. I'm not going to play one of the thousands of clips of them just be like, oh, a Chinese spy balloon, blah, 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 blah. But what the fuck was that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think it was, man? I don't know, dude. I really don't. Okay, I don't know. I know. I know. One, <laughs> if China's brave enough to start sending balloons just to like see what we'll do, that's not a good sign. Very true. I totally agree. I think this proves. I don't, I don't even know if it was real. I think they were just our balloons. I think they I were think ours we too. We were testing something. Yes, thank you. I believe they were ours too that got blown off course because here's the th- it's either that or we have officially disproven the China may have the tic tacs. Yeah, there's five they're flying balloons. If they're flying balloons the size of buses, they're not flying those tic tacs in and out of the ocean and oh, in the atmosphere. The old- Dude, or they've been doing the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> They've just been doing multiple, <clears throat> two balloons, three balloons, whatever, with LEDs in it, right? Oh, yeah. One lights up, it turns off, the other one lights up. You think it just traveled. It was just doing it with balloons. Wow. Good call, my man. We're, can't pick it up on radar? We're so stupid. And it does kind of look like a tic-tac. Tack. Tic-tac. Tack. Yeah. You do it real oh, quick. yeah. Back I and for- the light <laughs> oh. back and forth. And according to the stories throughout the weekend, there were multiple of these balloons spotted, like in South America, North America. Maybe it was the same one. I, you know, there's too many different stories coming at us. Yeah, that's. I think it, that's why I think it was ours. You know, you want to burn your neighbor's house down. You make sure you get your house a little too, just so it doesn't look suspicious. <laughs> you know. So you believe our technology floated, got caught, <clears throat> we blame the Chinese? All right. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. This one's weird. It could be the Chinese. Well, Mike, when it comes to these highly technical, very <laughs> diffi- difficult to understand scenarios in the sky, I can think of one <laughs> man and one man only to give me the, to, to give me the right information to... 
to direct me in the right way. Did you see what we sent at these balloons? <clears throat> uh, was it a rocket? Yeah, we like launched rockets out of a fighter jet with these to these balloons. Like, man, that seems a little uh, a little much. Maybe we needed to excessive. destroy them, right? Got to destroy all. A kid them. with a BB gun could have taken them out. <laughs> you know, I'm under the impression these things were sending information to satellites into space, right? No, maybe. I don't know. I don't know I really either. Don't know. I don't well, know what they were. <laughs> I got a guy, he's the only one I can imagine to give us the straight answer. Uh, his tits are sore. He's been breastfeeding a lot these last couple months. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Give, no. it, give it to me, booty gig. You had to ground, uh, the FAA had a, a ground flights in three airports in the Carolinas to assist this national security operation. What more have you learned uh, uh, about um, this operation, and did we recover everything? So I'll let others speak to the military and intelligence side, but uh, what I'll say is you saw a great example of the coordination and cooperation between a lot of different players in our government to make sure everything happened safely. The president gave the order on Wednesday that he wanted this thing brought down, but brought down safely. And that's a complicated so that order, thing. He gave that order to the military on Wednesday. Shoot it down, however, but what? under what conditions? Well, that's just the thing. It, it, it sounds simple, right. uh, I, I suppose, uh, if, you, <laughs> if you don't think about it for more than a second. But this thing was <laughs> above American airspace in mm -hmm. terms of where most of the uh, aircraft fly. And we have the most complicated national airspace in the world. This thing is larger. The, the, the metal equipment there is larger than a bus. When they did shoot it down, the debris field was about seven miles. And so the concern, of course, is how do you do it in a way that absolutely minimizes the danger to American lives on the ground mm -hmm. and any kind of aviation operations. That's exactly what happened. FAA worked closely with the Pentagon. This thing was brought down in a safe manner, and the flights are back to normal in the U.S. How disruptive was this to air travel throughout the week? Or was it? Well, certainly something that uh, we were tracking and, and monitoring. And uh, it, while this particular situation was obviously unusual, it's not unusual for there to be things, not just the weather that, that we all know can affect flights, but mm -hmm. everything from a, a space launch to a military operation that can oh. complicate the national Oh, he's airspace. blaming Kamala. Uh, I so appreciate the work <laughs> that FAA, the Pentagon, and other players do together to keep things moving. Wow. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Maybe that was, uh, those balloons were pieces of Artemis coming down. <laughs> That's right. I haven't heard about Artemis lately. You're right. What happened to it, man? Good call. Do you think it exploded and they didn't want to talk about it? These are the black boxes. <laughs> That's right. It's another epic failure by the camel. <laughs> no, sorry, that was hard to pay. That guy's hard to pay attention to. I can't believe they thought he could be president. This is uh, really funny stuff. So we were watching it this morning and... I kept pausing and rewinding because I couldn't pay attention to this guy. <laughs> Emma was sitting there and she was on her uh, TikTok binge and she kept looking up because I kept, you know, breaking and interrupting the silence with this uh, mumbo jumbo. And uh, she looks up and it's, it's booty gig up on the screen and she goes, and I'm quoting her re reaction here. She goes, um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Well-timed sound effect there, sir. And, <clears throat> and we're, we're both laughing and watching Pete Booty, Booty Gig, and he has this creepy troll-like uh, like smirk going on while he's talking, but he clearly doesn't know what he's talking about, and he's a total failure at his job as transportation secretary, and every time he's out there, Mike, you nailed it months ago. I shouldn't know who the who the transportation secretary is, yet I know who you are, Pete Buttigieg, because I have to watch you every fucking Sunday explain why everything is fucked up in our transportation in this country. Yeah. Do your fucking job. Stop going on leave. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and now a balloon uh, you is know what? He was hired to be. He was hired to be gay, and he's doing a great job. He's checking the boxes, gay. and he checked them well. But That's I, what he does. I, I'm just saying, man... I shouldn't know who you are. Here you are. You're out there. We're talking about this spy balloon. This is a major distraction, by the way. It's a, once again, something outrageous drops the exact same time another Project Veritas video hits the no. interwebs. Exact timing. What video? 
it was part two of the grinder date from hell for that uh, fella. Uh. And he admits on it that they uh, fully are aware of the reproductive and menstrual issues women have been reporting. And uh, they knew about them during the trial runs. And they are an absolute part of the vaccine and the mRNA technology. It's a definite side effect. Women across the board should be experiencing it because it's just part of the mRNA technology. It's designed to destroy your reproductive system. No way. Yes. He did not admit all that. I'm sure you put. I'm sure you put a little, a little something in that. Mike, you know I'm a podcaster. I threw in a little color, <laughs> a little spice, if you will, to uh, enhance the flavor of the information that I was giving you. And they look. By the way, let me slap a big, fat, juicy, allegedly. allegedly yeah. Okay. So he's saying that every woman that got got the vaccine is gonna have problems. Not every single one, but that there was a high percentage of it going on. And look, when it comes to trials for vaccines, any large percentage of adverse reactions and effects should stop the warp speed nature, if you will, of getting this uh, vaccine into the public. Yeah, it would be nice. People should have known, you know, when they were administering this to women who were pregnant in early stages and and late stages, women who were wanting to get pregnant, they should have told them, hey, look, in our trial run that we warp sped through, uh, a lot of women suffered some issues with their menstrual cycles and with their ability to have children. FYI, do with, <laughs> do with that information what you will. <laughs> no, they were told 100% safe. And effective. So, that's what you get. And look, they weren't lying by that phrase, Mike. This was all for the safety of the public, and it was 100% effective in killing your reproductive uh, system. 100% effective. Did you watch Bill Maher on Friday? I did, yeah. Man, when that that guy said the line, straight-faced, he said, they predicted 3 million people would die. Only one million died. That means everything we did saved two million people. Ah! I, like, I couldn't believe it, man. I was like, that is... That's the kind of thinking that just gets you in trouble. You're saying that the... They have it covered, right? They're going to cover all grounds with the negative parts of the vaccine, with the, we did it to save the ones we saved. See? Look how many we saved. They predicted 1% would die. That's 3 million. Only 1 million died. So we saved 2 million. This is, uh, are you blame, or are you saying this is in regards to the vaccine or vaccine plus lockdown program? Lockdowns, masks, everything. Oh, the masks, the lockdowns. The masks. Oh, they love it, dude. So they they're still put, they're still pushback on the masks. I don't know why. How this so? This new study came out and it said that literally nothing worked. Even the M95, it's debatable whether it had any effect on the spread. Oh, Mike, uh, I'll tell you what. As a certified moron here, I'm going to tell you 100%. The masks don't work. They don't do <laughs> shit, okay? I know, for a fact. I could slap my seal approval on this bad boy 100%, baby. <laughs> masks don't work. They're bullshit. It's literally a fucking virtue signal to show other mask lovers that you are part of their team. You're, you're, in, you're on their side. Yeah. You vote blue no matter who. No matter who. <laughs> Unless it's a white guy. <laughs> Is that it? Do you think the Democrats are done rolling with a white man? No more white No, they're, co- no they're running back. They're running back. They have to. Come on, dude. Everybody runs back to Papa. You know what I'm saying? I think it's... In the, in the end, you want a guy with good credit. <laughs> So, uh, since you did bring up the Bill Maher, I did clip a little bit of his end segment. Did you stick around long enough to catch his uh, final thought that he does? Yeah, but I don't remember what it was. Well, he kind of um, 
I had to chop it up. It's a bit lengthy, so I tried to get the uh, the nuggets that mattered here. But he basically was connecting wokeism and, well, communism. <laughs> like Chinese communism. Uh, oh, I do remember. Yeah, Mao. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I and I, I think it's... um. Now that Bill Maher is saying this out loud to his audience, who has kind of changed a bit since the previous couple seasons, I've seen a pendulum swing on. Well, did you notice room. they weren't clapping after that guy was talking about COVID? <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, in, I don't know. Yeah, Wait, you mean that uh, COVID has no more fans? Oh, COVID's done, dude. No. Uh, yeah, you don't need to wait till <laughs> May 11th. It's over. <laughs> it's been over for me for about two and a half years. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been... Well, when did we when did we start this podcast? That was like we were laughing so hard at people still talking about COVID, and we were in the throes of the second lockdown at that point. <laughs> I was about to. I had to show passes to go into places in Chicago. I was going. Emma and I were going to our local bar where we couldn't enter, but they opened up the side door. And we would all bring our heaters and hang out in the patio watching TVs through <laughs> the bar. Fucking retarded, man. So retarded. We're going I had to oh. shit in a bucket. History. Well, yes, Mike, you had to shit in the bucket. Let, let, us, <laughs> let us never forget. Shitting it was in the bucket. So fucking hot. <laughs> Side of the road, the back of a van. Shitting in a bucket. What's funny about that time frame, the lockdowns, Mike, you're right. They're got, they have the guys coming out now saying, no, look, the statistics, they prove we were right all along. We saved all these lives. They didn't. It's all bullshit. <laughs> the longer time drags on, history will look back on that moment worse and worse and less kindly. And, you know, the kids that we fucked up, that's who's going to remember it the most. Yeah, the psychological damage, man. Psychological, man. Goes a long way. We fucked up a lot of people. It's really, really messed up what we did. And we de- devastated the economy. Could all be part of the plan, Mike. World Economic Forum, Great Reset. They want to lock us in the pods. We eat the bugs. I get it. It's totally possible. Or, or more likely, it's a bunch of selfish assholes who didn't think about the repercussions, and it was a massive power grab and a massive money grab, and everybody got grab. theirs, and all of us are going to be left picking up the pieces, and we're all fucked, but our kids are especially fucked. Yeah, it was definitely, that's what, it was just a money grab. It's a total money grab, man, absolutely. Currently, with the woke movement, I don't know what it is. I think it's just to destroy our culture, personally. But I'm glad, finally, guys like Bill Maher are coming around to it. I thoroughly enjoyed his little rant here. It's a bit choppy, but I got the points across, I hope. We'll see. If not, we can definitely fire someone in the production crew here. We gotta (laughs) trim some fat. It's just, uh, can't afford it anymore. So here we go, Bill Maher! And finally, new rule, if you're part of today's woke revolution, you need to study the part of revolutions where they spin out of control because the revolutionaries get so drunk on their own purifying elixir, they imagine they can reinvent the very nature of human beings. Didn't know how to react to that one. Communists (laughs) thought selfishness, selfishness could be cast out of human nature. Russian revolutionaries spoke of the new Soviet man who wasn't motivated by self-interest, but instead wanted to be part of a collective. No, it turns out he wanted to be on a yacht in a Gucci tracksuit holding a vodka and a prostitute. (laughs) Who doesn't? Not standing in line all day for a potato. (laughs) The problem with communism and with some very recent ideologies here at home is that they think you can change reality by screaming at it. Mao ordered his citizens to throw off the four olds, old thinking, old culture, old customs, and old habits. So um, your whole life went in the garbage overnight, no biggie. And those who resisted, 
were attacked by an army of purifiers called the Red Guard. Yes, we, we do have our own Red Guard here, but they do their rampaging on Twitter. With communists, that human was no longer selfish. In America today, that human is no longer born male or female. <laughs> and obesity is not something that affects health. You can be healthy. They went real quiet right here. Did you hear that? <laughs> the silence is deafening. <laughs> so that was a little harsh, but I'm, I, you know, someone's got to say it. America today, that human is no longer born male or female. <laughs> and obesity is not something that affects health. You can be healthy at any size. Really, we voted on it. <laughs> a formerly serious magazine last year published with a straight face an article called Separating Sports by Sex Doesn't Make Sense. Yes, it does. Because again, we haven't reinvented Homo sapiens since Crystal Pepsi came out. They didn't like the uh, gender joke, but they loved Crystal Pepsi. <clears throat> Love that, <laughs> <laughs> that Pepsi joke, huh? You even got the guy, woo! You got the woo guy on Crystal Pepsi. You got the man. woo. <laughs> you would just anything with Pepsi. That guy's wooing. <laughs> Is he booing Coke? Three... <laughs> He's anti-Coke, baby. <laughs> Throw out a Coke joke. Decades on TV mocking Republicans who said climate change was just a theory. And now I got to deal with people who say, you know what else is just a theory? Biology. Yeah. Mm. Bill Maher laying it on thick for even his crowd. They weren't hand having it. They didn't really like it. They did not like it. I dig it. I like when his crowd doesn't react the way, um, well, they're reacting the way that they feel they should because they don't like what he's saying. It's funny, you pay tickets to go see this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's maybe not so on your side anymore. The woke culture thing has gone too far. The cancel culture has gone too far. Way too far. I think you're already seeing the backlash. It's coming back. The pendulum's swinging back. Well, you have Louis C.K. doing specials now at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's great. It's great. Louis C.K.'s back. It's yeah. about time. And the cancel culture thing was out of hand. It really was. I'm glad it's over. You can already start in the movie. Dude, did you see you people? To what? Did you see you people? No, I did not, actually. Oh, man. Put it down there. Oh, we are uh, losing Mike's connection here a little bit, actually. Fading out and fading fast, it sounds like. Maybe we'll get them back in here in a moment. And uh, still cutting out a little bit. Yeah, oh, wow. I don't know what's going on here. Could be uh, the uh, FBI sometimes likes to break up my connection and take away my guests. It's because oh. usually we're talking too much conspiracy. Most of the time... Too much, too I'm big time on the flat moon theory. That's the uh, <laughs> biggest problem. Always flat moon theory. Uh, that seems to be the one that gets them, which makes me believe I'm right on the money with that one. Yo, Frank, you hear me? Oh, Mike, you're back. What's going on over uh, there in the shy town? I don't know. I, meant to, I was about to make fun of you people, and uh, they cut me off. <laughs> My internet went out. Yeah, what's going on there? It's uh, Lori Lightfoot heard us making fun of her earlier in the show, I think. Nah, it's just fucking Comcast sucks, dude. The worst internet ever. They got us by the balls, man. Yeah, there's only two options around here, and they both <laughs> suck. It's either Comcast or Satellite. And uh, why don't you do the Satellite? Because <laughs> I live two miles from O'Hare Airport. <laughs> every time a plane goes overhead, you lose the signal. That's every, f that's every 40 seconds. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, those planes, and you, pro like, you probably get some government planes flying over, actually. No, the cargo planes, they fly over uh, Bensonville. That's the poorer neighborhood. Uh <laughs> <laughs> they, they knocked out half of that town so that they could build a cargo fucking runway. Like a runway big enough for cargo planes. 
Right on, man. Right on. <laughs> Remember where that car dealership used to be? Yes. Yeah, I do actually. The old old Irving Park Road is now just like this this like giant runway that they land these insane planes. They literally like shake the houses over there. Is O'Hare now second largest in the country? First, second? Gotta be second, right? I have no idea. Second, I think it's the busiest. Busiest, yeah. I'm not it's, sure. Probably has the most flights coming in and out of there. And it's pretty crazy that when Southwest's system went down, that it, it messed up mostly Denver and not O'Hare, right? O'Hare was kind of able to keep rolling. Southwest doesn't go to O'Hare. Oh, there it is. They go to mid. They go to Midway. Man, please, we don't want that fucking garbage over You're there. Right, dude. The trash goes to Midway. Midway, yeah. O'Hare gets all the good stuff. Yeah. The professional. You hear a little more languages being spoken <laughs> at Midway. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's usually where I fly in and out of Midway. It's the cheapest. Yeah, I can't believe you're coming into Midway. That's crazy. Again, I never have control over this. I always say, get the book the tickets, and then I'm told this is where, you know, this is the day and time, and then I look and I say, does that say MDW? Why doesn't it say O'Hare? (laughs) (laughs) Always the same story. I tell everybody just to make you take the L. It's orange line to the blue line. I can't interact with the uh, poor people like that. It's too much. I'll just... uh, dude, you got to get the full smell of the city. You know? No, no, no. I'm going to rent a car. I think that might be the best bet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I can get around, stop off at Portillo's, maybe get myself a little gin and juice if I'm in the mood. Mm, gin and juice. I had that the other day. And? Is it still good? I think so, but, you know, everybody else says no. Here's the thing. Every time I come back, everybody says, oh, um, not the same. It's not how it used to taste. That's how everybody seems to paint all the good classic places, man. It is because there's only like a couple places now that supply all the meat and everything to all the places. Really? They've consolidated the meat suppliers. All right. Everything. The meat, the vegetables, they all come from the same few suppliers. So everyone's getting the shittiest of the shitty, I can imagine. Uh, not, not, not necessarily shitty, but you're paying... I don't know, somebody's getting it. <laughs> somebody's getting the worst of the worst, and someone's getting the best. You gotta find yeah. out who's getting the better quality uh, hot dog mixture, right? There's no way all the hot dog <laughs> mixtures are the same. They must have a better one. We're like, this one's just snouts and hooves, whereas this one's like... Uh, <laughs> this one's pure assholes. Yeah, just all the anuses. That's the, you know, don't go I to saw those at Comiskey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all, all the anus dogs go to the south side. Stay away from the south side. And uh, <laughs> Dude, so Dota was looking for this uh, cheese. Oh, yeah. And finally, they found it. It's at this place called Italy in downtown Chicago. Italy, wow! <laughs> it's very, so very funny. Cool. None of the Italians can say that word. Italy. <laughs> it's like it's like Italy, but they replace the I with the word eat. So it's just <laughs> Italy. It's such a fat culture, a Chicago thing to do. Ah, it's Italian, <laughs> but it's Italian. See what I'm saying? We're just eating. They we're eating. <laughs> <laughs> So they find the cheese. It's fucking like it's like thirty-two dollars a pound. Wow. Yeah. And it hasn't been opened. And I have a bet. I have a bet going that it will not be opened until you get here. Because the Colorado Jesus was Yeah. Show and hallelujah. And that's when I will get to taste the thirty dollar cheese and all the good meat will come out. And it's wow. gonna be amazing. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm fasting as we speak. I'm just not going to eat anything until I get to Chicago, <laughs> gorge myself, and then I'll come back weighing 30 pounds. Heavier. Be fantastic. <laughs> That's great. I look forward to some pizza. I really just want some classic thin crust Chicago style pizza. We've got to go to Asti's, get, get some subs. I love a classic mm, Asti sub. Uh, I'm looking forward to I keep mentioning Portillo's. I love Portillo's. I know how shitty it is, but I just love it. I can't help myself. Yeah, it's good, man. I like it. Gotta hit Great up the fries. 
In che- the, cheese fries? You got to get the Portillo's cheese gotta fries. Got to do the cheese fries. It's the real dippy cheese fry, man. You get the cup with yeah. it. and Oh, dude, good stuff. And they just they oversalt the fries. It's the way you got to do it, man. <sighs> and then we got to get a All cheese All the heart beef. attacks Fauci gave Americans. You got nothing on Portillo's. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All this myocarditis talk. Just go spend a weekend eating in Chicago, man. <laughs> that's why nobody here believes there's there's a side effects to the vaccine we already had enlarged hearts <laughs> they, they could not get any bigger they were already pushed to the max <laughs> well, did, our hearts didn't even notice you can see fauci and company going over all the data and they're like this is so confounding heart attacks are on the rise <laughs> everywhere except for chicago we can't figure it out they're like they're impervious to these vaccines <laughs> This eugenics program, it just doesn't seem to have any bite in Chicago. I don't know what's going Dr. on there. Dr. Fauci, did you guys test this against pork? Because most Chicagoans are about 20% pork. <laughs> <laughs> the pork to fat ratio. <laughs> <laughs> they eat so much sausage and hot dog. Oh, dude, of course there's no myocarditis. There already is myocarditis. (laughs) Oh, we invented it. (laughs) We looked at it like, that's cute. (laughs) I love explaining the the eating of the Chicago beef to people, the one that's just dripping and, you know. (laughs) Dude, dude, we have places that are known for having old style on tap and uh, (laughs) Italian beef pizza. They oh, took God. Italian beef, hot no, jar there, and threw it on a pizza. Oh, that sounds fantastic. That's good. It's got to be old style. Oh, my God. <laughs> First, you have to have half a pack of old styles, right? And then you uh, move, move your way through the pizza, and then you finish off a pack <laughs> of old styles. That's how it works, dude. We uh, get a little old style out here, a little scuzzy, but there are a few Chicago-leaning joints that do the tapped old style. No way. They get a keg? Yeah, you got to pay a little extra for it. I worked at a bar that was getting some beer shipped out, and on their menu, they had Old Style, and I kind of edged them on a little bit to go check it out, and apparently it just wasn't uh, cost-effective. Like, we wouldn't roll through it fast enough to keep ordering it, but if you're kind of like a Chicago-leaning bar, and, you know, you gear your place up with all the regalia, and you always have the Cubs and Sox games on, the Hawks and the the Bears and Bulls, then you you get the fan base in there, and they're going to keep crushing through that old-style keg, man. Oh, dude, no, no, all you have to do, yeah, game Chicago game days, old-style. Do, like, 50-cent beers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You do the 50-cent wing with the dollar beer. Yeah, there you go. That's it. You're, you're, you're coming out ahead. You're going to have uh, at least 15 dudes weighing 250 pounds park their ass at that bar. and they're not, Reinforce they're, those stools. <laughs> they're not going to leave for four hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> Call your maintenance guy. Have him retap those holes that secure the stools to the cement. That's, you know, those are the, the seats where you see the duct tape stretched across it because it's just been, <laughs> oh, yeah. just been wrecked by some serious ass for, for a hard amount of hours. <laughs> Chicago's got the hardest working stools in America. Man. What are you about? <laughs> they deal with some big asses, man. Got- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of gas coming out of those asses, you know? Oh, man. Shit. Well, Mike, it is that magical point in time. No, we have hit it. We will do uh, the movie review after the next break. But, uh, yeah, it's the fastest hour in the universe. Of course it is. Oh, man, you went a little early on me. I knew it felt too fast. (laughs) Cheating me out of two minutes. Oh, did I? Oh, no. Oh, I was watching my my record. Uh, Technically, we're right there. Let's see if this will play here. What I did, I try to I try to take it out on a high note. I felt the uh, the stretching of the ass across the bar stools was <laughs> prime time. Hey, when you're as high as me, every note. 